The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Father, as we open the scriptures this morning, would you come and breathe on our hearts that we might hear your voice. We pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I want you to think for a moment. When was the last birthday that you experienced that you were truly excited about? Like the unforgettable birthday that you celebrated and you were, this, this is amazing. Uh, you get the feeling kind of like when it was Christmas and you were a kid, you wished it was Christmas every day. It was that good. So I've been thinking a lot about birth and about birthdays, and I think some of that has to do with being a, a, a new dad again. And I have a lot of time in my, on my hands to think about this kind of stuff. So this is what I thought. There is no other time in our lives that, for, for most of us anyways, there's no other time in our lives that people make the most fuss about us than the day of our birth. Unless you're like a huge celebrity or you're like on TV all the time, for like 99% of the human race, it's all downhill after we're born, right? Everybody's excited, everybody just it's super, super pleased to see us and to meet us. And I mean, never again will we experience that collective excitement around us for most of us anyways. That's, that's, you know, that's what it is. But I have good news, I have good news, don't worry, we'll get to the good news. So, that said, it's very probable that as we've gotten older, we've cared less and less about our birthdays. Like, unless you have like a really thoughtful spouse, it's just very detail-oriented and you know, just goes all out all the time, or a friend like that, if we were left to ourselves, most of us, now, I realize that there's some among us that have the gift of heaven, and that, that means you throw parties about everything. Like the dog is par- potty trained, and you throw a big party. That, that's, that's a very select you, and you're very good at that. But for most of us anyways, if, we were, if it were up to us, we probably would not make a big deal about our birthday. And so my hope is that after today, that will change. After we open the scriptures together and and we read a little bit and we just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us, that will change. Because I believe we see in this passage a reason why we should always, always, always make the biggest deal possible about our birthday. And having said that, I'd like to read again the last two verses that we read just a while ago in chapter 3. It says like this, verse 21. Now when all the people were baptized, Jesus was also baptized. And while he was praying, 
heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and a voice came out of heaven, you are my beloved son, in you I am well pleased. Now Luke is very, very, very brief about this monumental moment in Jesus' life. So brief that I feel compelled to add a little something to the story so that we could imagine it better this morning, okay? So here we go. So it was a perfectly nice day, beautiful sunny day, perfect day for a swim. Or if you're not into swimming, like fishing. It's a perfect day to go fishing. And John, John the Baptist was busy doing his thing. Basically, telling wretched sinners that they needed to repent and that kind of thing. So he's doing his thing down at the river when Jesus walks by. And as he gets really close to the water, he feels compelled to walk into the water and ask John, to baptize him. Meanwhile, God the Father is busy doing God the Father kind of stuff. We know that that at least means he has the whole world in his hands. And so he's doing all the kind of things that God the Father does on a regular day when suddenly, suddenly everything stops. And that moment in which everything stops is the precise moment in which Jesus' body is being raised from the waters. And that moment, the voice of God pierces through the universe, at the very least our universe, and who knows how many other universes are out there, pierces through all of them. It cuts through the heaven so, so clearly that mere humans are able to detect and to make out what this voice says. It says, you are my beloved son, and you, I am well pleased. And now, I, I counted this, and I think this is about seven seconds worth of speaking. At least the way I speak. Some of you speak faster, a little faster. Some of you speak correctly and speak a lot slower and clearer. So that might be like 10 seconds. So for at least 7 to 10 seconds of our human time, the heavens were open, the universe, the galaxies, who knows how much was actually open, and the voice of God came down to earth just to say those words. And I believe that those seven to ten seconds give us a vision of how God truly feels about all of us. You know how I know that? Because later on in Luke, Luke chapter 15, Luke 15, Jesus tells a story 
one that many of us have heard a lot and love. It's the story about a shepherd. This shepherd happened to have a hundred sheep. And one day he realized that one of those was missing. You know the story, right? What does he do? He leaves behind 99 sheep to go to find the one that got lost. Now, perhaps it's because many of us are not shepherds. We don't, we don't truly grasp how outrageous that scenario really is. But say you had $100. And let's just pretend that's all you have. A hundred dollar, hundred one dollar bills. And let's just pretend you don't have pockets or anywhere else to store these, this money other than your hands. And you realize that one dollar is missing. What Jesus is saying here is the equivalent of you taking a stack of ninety-nine dollar bills, one dollar bills, just putting it, setting it aside just to go and find the one dollar bill that's missing. How many of you would do that? Or perhaps you know something about business and making a profit and that kind of thing. This would be equivalent of one day realizing that one percent of your assets are not accounted for. And you have a lot to do, you're a busy person, but you decide that day to disregard 99% of your assets. Just not do the work that you were going to do that day, just so you can go and find out what happened to that 1%. That's not something you would do. That's not something we would do. It, it is silly. It is outrageous. It is, it is beyond imaginable that a sane person would do that. And that is precisely the point. That's the point that Jesus is making. And that is why Jesus says after this story that when one sinner repents, there is joy in the heavens. There is a party in heaven. There is a feast in heaven. Now, I don't know how much time you've given to thinking about what that actually looks like. But you know how sometimes you're at the grocery store and you go to pay and somewhere near the credit card slot, they put a little bell. You've seen these bells, it's the ones teachers used to use back in the day to get everybody's attention, right? Ding, 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 ding. And they'll have a sign by the bell, and sometimes the sign will say, ring this bell if you have received good service today. Or if you gave a couple of dollars for the charity that they're supporting, whatever it is, you get a chance to ring the bell. Has anybody rung that bell? What happens when you ring the bell? The entire staff that is around the cash registers 
which is, if it's at certain stores, that means it's like three people. <laughs> the entire staff stops what they're doing and claps for like three seconds. That's all you get for donating a couple of dollars, three seconds. You want more, you donate more. That's how it works. And then they go back to doing what they were doing. Business as usual. Okay, so that is not what it looks like in heaven. It isn't like suddenly one of God's sons or one of God's daughters comes home to God. And God says, okay, everybody clap three times in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And then everybody goes to doing what they were doing again. That's not how I imagine it. No way. This is how I imagine it. Everything stops. All the angels, all the archangels, anybody who's around shouting distance, they stop and God makes a big fuss. I mean, an absolute big fuss over this one thing. I don't know, maybe they have like heavenly confetti, you know, pouring down, music blaring. They're having a party over one person. And you know how I know that? Because this is the same God the same God that would pierce the heavens, all the galaxies, the entire universe, to let his voice be heard for seven to ten seconds just to make a big fuss about Jesus rising up from the waters and to let everyone who is there know that he loves Jesus. This is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. That's our God. Our God will show us and will show everyone who will hear and everyone who will see how much and how deeply and how completely he loves us. God is absolutely crazy about you. Some of you need to hear that more than once. So here it goes. God is absolutely crazy about you. And that is why you should never, ever let an opportunity to celebrate your birthday pass you by. Now I realize that sometimes our birthdays, unfortunately, intersect with tragic events or other uncontrollable circumstances. But even so, even so, make it happen somehow. Get creative. I heard of somebody recently that was ordering their own cake, like their own favorite cake for their birthday, and I thought that was awesome. Because if you're going to have cake, have the cake that you really love. Sometimes you leave it to somebody else, especially if you're like 
one of those people that has the birthday next to a big holiday, you might get like the leftover Easter cake or the leftover, you know what I'm talking about. So that, if that's your experience, I'm sorry. God loves you. But find a way to make a big fuss. Find a way to really celebrate your birthday, and here's why. Because when you do that, when you do that, when you make a big fuss about your birthday, you acknowledge that no one, no one made a bigger fuss about you being born on the day of your birth than God. When you do that, you acknowledge your sacred work. You acknowledge your existence among God's big, beautiful creation. And that right there, that right there is the first step in cultivating the light of Christ in us. Because in order for the light of Christ to shine inside of you, you need to be completely convinced that you are worthy of bearing that light. You need to be completely convinced that you are worthy of bearing the light of Christ. That truth must ring louder than any lie in your life. You're not alone. You belong to God. You're not broken. The hands of the living God are holding you together. You're not forsaken. Not for a single moment has God left you out of his sight. You are loved. You are loved. You are loved. And when we truly embrace that, that right there transforms everything about us. Friends, we have a God that continues to make a big fuss about us long after we stop doing that for ourselves. So I invite you this morning. Let's join God in the party. Let's be joyful because our God is joyful. God is with us. And like I said a while ago, some of you need to hear this again. God is crazy about you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.